Welcome back to another episode of our wonderful podcast in Mindsight, the best place to get to know all sorts of things about productivity. And here by my side, my wonderful co-host Yasin, always back, uh, already back here. I'm still on vacation though. Um, how have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, man, it's been uh, a long time since we recorded the last time. Yeah, pretty long time. Well, uh, the vacation is great. Uh, right now we are at the Black Sea in Romania, uh, which is, you know, is amazing. Just today it has been quite windy and a little bit colder than the last few days. Colder meaning only 26 degrees instead of instead of 30. <laughs> but it's been great. Um, well, yesterday we went to... When, here in Germany it's shitty weather. Lucky you. I heard, <laughs> I heard, yeah. Um... Yeah, but it's been great, but slowly but surely it's going to come to an end, this vacation, mm-hmm. which I'm quite sad about, to be to be honest, and I kind of dread coming back to Germany, <laughs> just because I've been nah, feeling so, so good here, so at peace in many ways, but mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, I've been having a great time. What about you, man? Hey, what? No, 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 wait a second. <laughs> you feel at peace there, like, how... In which sense? <laughs> oh man, we have to we have to ask those questions. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't want it to get too philosophical, but uh, go ahead. It's Romania podcast, has obviously. Yeah, Romania has always been kind of the place where I felt most at home. Which doesn't mean that I don't feel at home in Germany, okay. of course. But here, mm. I just feel sort of very aligned internally. And just, mm-hmm. yeah, just very at peace, just very calm all the time. And I just feel I belong here more than I do in Germany, which again, isn't to mean that I okay. don't like living in Germany, obviously, but um, at the same time, I just feel like it it gives me more of a, m- more positive emotions. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rose towards Germany. Though, is there any way of taking some of that positive spirit back to Germany? Maybe some of the good internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Which Romania apparently has. Mm. It's very surprising, again, always. <laughs> We know our priorities. Well, I yeah. think part of it as cheesy as that, as that sounds, is just kind of taking the Romanian spirit with me as I come back to Germany and kind of, I don't know, man, I have no idea. Again, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel particularly ver- worse in Germany or something, but here is just, yeah, just more aligned. I feel like my thoughts are clearer. Is it the people? Probably the people, the culture, I don't know. But what is it? It's, it's a strange phenomenon to explain. And if, you, if you've never felt it, then it's very hard to, to relate to that, I think. I don't know, is there... Can you, can you compare it to the feeling you have when you hike up a mountain and there's no person around and then you're at the summit looking over the landscape and nobody's around and you just have inner peace or or is it something else well yes and no so 
Yeah, kind of. That's part of it, but that's maybe maybe like 10 to 20% of it. The rest is just really, really hard to explain. I don't know, man. Is there any place, any particular place in Germany where you feel like, where you feel more aligned, more at peace than in other places? Or maybe a country even, mm. another country apart from Germany. I don't know. The candy store. The ca- right no 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 yeah let let me quickly think yeah i think um no i think it's during during outdoor activities where i am in solitude and that can be anywhere as long as it's reasonably untouched nature i i suppose right like hiking mountain biking to some extent um other than that like a populated place with other people around i don't think so that's interesting maybe that's part of your of our different personalities don't you think (laughs) oh nice (laughs) transition yeah yeah by the way about my week yeah there's nothing interesting in particular i just uh, discovered again um the power the power of space repetition systems because, so? as you know, I'm 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 uh, currently at the beginning of my journey of learning the Japanese language, and it's hard, man. It's hard. Uh, you have to first of all, or it's best to first of all learn all the the characters. Like they use also um, partly the Chinese writing system, and to get along, you need to know about two thousand of those characters and spaced repetition is really helping me out there. Um, and I only now I can really like actually grasp how, how useful space repetition and mnemonics, mnemonics also come into play here, are um, when it comes to learning because for now I haven't really used them that much because most of my learning in physics is like understanding based and not like, <laughs> uh, learning by heart based and yeah um i just i guess i just wanted to praise the system again um (laughs) because like over the last two and a half weeks i learned like 300 different characters uh and meanings and vocab like all together uh which otherwise wouldn't have been possible i I suppose right that sounds great man i'm still I have great respect for you starting to learn that language by yourself, basically. I think you mentioned yeah, the, uh, there was a I course. I mean, there are online resources. It's possible nowadays. Right. But didn't, didn't you mention a a course at like university? Was that the LMU where you could um, participate to learn it? That, that's uh, I'm not participating in that one. And for some reason, it didn't work out when I signed up. Um, at the beginning of last semester. So, um, yeah, I might try that at the later semester again. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. Um, but I'm, I'm currently just taking it in my own hands and trying to do it online. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the Dunning-Kruger effect is, like, really kicking in because at the beginning you feel, like, okay, very confident about being able to manage it. I mean, I learned a few languages before. How hard can it be? And then when you see like all the different 
um, synonyms and the different readings and all of that stuff kicking in, then uh, you suddenly realize that uh, the whole time you didn't know anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Same same with programming and coding. In the beginning, you feel like the king of the world because you can program a simple program hello, hello world. world message. And after just a few weeks, you realize that you're probably just dumb as fuck and don't know anything yet. Yet, of course. Yeah. All righty. If there's nothing to add to our very interesting weeks, I think we could yeah, start... Yeah, you already transitioned... You already transitioned right. to a nice topic of um, personality tests. Exactly. Yeah. You can quickly explain what we have in mind while I grab my charger because otherwise we'll I'm not be I'll not be part of this discussion any longer. <laughs> right. So what we have planned for this episode is to do the sixteen personalities type test uh, live in this podcast and kind of discuss the different questions, discuss the history of personality tests, more specifically the one we we're going to do, which is the MBTI personality test, which is quite popular. Um, and It's the most popular, I'd say. Yeah, it, it's very popular because it has kind of become very similar to let's say, zodiac sign stuff where people like to discuss the different personality types and kind of yeah. base the lives around what a certain test said about them, which I find stupid, but we're going we're gonna to talk about all of that. We're going to discuss it. I, I saw Elias Get has prepared it. quite oh, extensive... reading, zodiac sign. Thing. Yeah. You have prepared quite extensive notes on, on that front, on the history of the MBTI and kind of what it's all about, how yeah. how it works and all of that. Well, it's not extensive too much. Well, it, it's it's way more extensive than my notes anyway. So um, yeah. I'll let you uh, introduce our audience to the more general I, I have the honor. You have the honor. The honor of debunking personality tests. <laughs> That's, that's what we're doing right now. Basically. Yeah. Um, first of all, where are they coming from, those ominous personality tests that everyone probably has already taken in some sort of magazine or uh, yeah, whatever. Well, the, the uh, original origin, that's a nice word, right? Original origin. No. <laughs> uh, was from like army, from an army selection process, I think. U.S. Army or probably something like that, because yeah, um, you probably want to find out what kind of personality your fighter pilot uh, has and whether he has some mental disorders before putting him into a multi-billion-dollar plane. Yeah, <laughs> or or million-dollar plane rather. But um, nowadays, or, or from then on, I suppose, went on to kind of. Yeah, diagnosing those mental disorders. There's this very famous one, the Rorschach ink blot test, um, which actually is working with its use how it's intended to, um, in the sense of actually trying to figure out whether the uh, people have mental disorders. Um, I think I think just to describe it for all of you out there, um, it's this test where you get shown like a random ink blot um, that 
and you have to figure out uh, what it looks like, it's about, whether it's a butterfly or an octopus or a, a murder puppet trying to kill humanity. Um, and uh, from there on, um, you can be placed into like different groups um, based on your answers because different patterns will emerge and some patterns can be associated with uh, mental disorders and others can be associated with typically normal behavior and with its use in that sense uh, then it's uh, typically very fine as far as my research here is concerned um, however the more modern approach to personality tests is to use them in job selection processes and to evaluate future team performances and here uh, we have a different story it's very that here uh, personality tests are like very much inaccurate um, the personality tests that have been created for that um, are usually not based on scientific findings or scientific ground um, as an example there was this stark hathaway due to made a personality test for Minnesotans or something, and he included like very random things like their sex lives, their religious beliefs, their bathroom habits, um, and you can see that those are maybe too specific to <laughs> come up in a personality test. Um, the other one is the Myers and Briggs um, type indicator test. It's the one we'll be getting into, um, and those two women they who made it. They had no previous experience with psychology. They just, uh, like, no, no study uh, experience as far as I'm concerned when they made it. They just read uh, a bit of Carl Jung. Um, obviously, I don't want to discredit them here, but uh, their personality test is, yeah, not based on scientific, uh, or at least they try to base it on Carl Jung's findings, but they had no real experience when doing it. And we get more into it where uh, this test is basically failing uh, in scientific standards, but it's more like palm reading or zodiac signs, like Yasin said. Um, yeah, um, why are they so debatable? First of all, because actually in psychology, it's not very clear whether there's even something like a stable or underlying personality. Um, yeah, with, with this, first of all, before we get more into the Myers and Briggs type indicator uh, test, um, Yasin, have you have you already been, or have you already done a, a personality test in some seminar or on your own? What have your experiences been? <laughs> well, my experiences with personality tests have been quite <laughs> interesting. <laughs> because um, the Myers-Briggs was actually the very first personality test I ever did. Um, it was recommended to me. I did it. And from then on, I was kind of interested in how it works. And um, as we're going to talk about later, the Myers-Briggs has a tendency to make everyone a winner and only kind of talk about the strengths and the beauties of the personality and for some time maybe for a few months or so after i did it for the first time 
Um, I was getting kind of frustrated with my personality type back then because I didn't quite like it. And I didn't feel like it worked for me and all of that. <laughs> and that's when I started retaking the test several times over a period of maybe a year or so, just for fun. Uh, because, um, yeah. yeah. What, what was what was the definition? Like the definition of being um, crazy is like trying to redo things the same way over and over again and expect, and expect a different, a different result. result exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i was doing and no because the thing is as soon as i kind of started to dig into it deeper and saw that the personality the myers-briggs more specifically wasn't really well respected among real psychologists um i just took it as a kind of little personal experiment and basically every time yes. i took the test i got a different result uh, which led to me <laughs> believing that it's all you know very unscientific and doesn't actually say a lot about you and also if you actually read kind of the descriptions of the different personality types you realize that it is very similar to the zodiac sign descriptions for example stuff like uh, personality type x and y likes to be organized but also values the occasional spontaneity and you're like yeah that's basically <laughs> everyone i know <laughs> you know a very vague stuff like yeah. that which in turn kind of made me jump to the conclusion that this is really not much more than a little fun game you can play with friends um but not really to take as you know life advice yeah very nice um <laughs> you already brought up a bunch of criticism i would have brought up otherwise um for me i also have already taken the myers briggs type indicative thing there um it was when i started out with consulting and it was used partly it was partly used to place me in a team with other people and yeah um now getting to know all the all the um how, how's it called like uh, deficiencies of this test <laughs> i am beginning to doubt the whole industry of, of doing this because um that's also a, a huge criticism i suppose um as i mentioned job interviews and like figuring out team layouts um they are heavily based on on personality tests or more or less based on personality tests and obviously there's like a multi-million multi-billion dollar industry connected to it and they obviously want to promote it in a way that yeah we we know it all just from you answering um those few questions and th that can lead to very inaccurate results then. definitely in this sense luckily for for consulting we mostly um used it to to get a bit more into like introspection and self-reflection and um, trying to get us to think about our own personality and use that in, in a team building sense. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like for you personally, do you feel like it has helped you in a team environment or was it just a waste of time? Honestly, I think it was a waste of time. It was, I mean, it's quite nice. Um, to get in touch with your team and use this as the initiator to discuss like uh, how, how you want to design your teamwork, 
what people need, uh, whether they need stability and clear rules or the, whether they want to have more of a free hand on what they're doing. If this is the initiator to it, then it's very fine. Um, in that sense, I guess it helped. But for me personally, um, as you said, there were like the, 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 the results, they were too general and they could apply to everyone. <laughs> more or less, um, and for me personally, it didn't help. Um, if you use it as an initiator, I, I suppose it's it's fine. Sure. Yeah. All right. Before before we get on um, talking about this test, um, I think it's very useful to, first of all, uh, say how, how is it, how it is designed. We have like four different pairs of personality traits, which are like opposed to each other. Um, first of all, extroversion and introversion, I guess all of you out there know how they are defined in the modern kind of way. Um, then we have like sensing and intuition, thinking and feeling, and judging and perceiving. And based on the personality tests, you will be assigned like in those four pairs, um, um, one, of, one of the opposing things, and therefore we have like... 2 times 2 times 2 times 2 equals 16 different personality types for all the seven, uh, all the 8 billion people out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. We know the personality Definitely. of every single individual on the planet. <laughs> mm. Well. <laughs> so yeah. what do you think are some, some, let's say, advantages of personality tests such like the Myers-Briggs? Well, uh, first of all, as I already mentioned, it is like a starting point to get into introspection and self-reflection and to have some definitions at hand at which you can say, okay, I, I definitely agree with this one and oh man, the test is wrong here. I guess I'm, I'm actually quite different uh, in that regard. Um, it gets you to think about self and that's always like very valuable to figure out um, yeah to figure out your goals in life and what you don't like and you know the whole the whole spiel like sharpen the saw think about stuff <laughs> right keep your second brain it's it's a good starting point uh, if you have never done it before it might help you out there and second of all I guess it's yeah easy to understand um, to like the binary layout, like extroversion, introversion, always this duality here, um, which makes it like quite wrong. <laughs> um, but it's it's easy to understand. Um, it's not some kind of difficult, uh, the, some kind of um, yeah, well, difficult to see through psychological evaluation um, that would have taken like several hours for some psychiatrist or someone to come up with. Which makes it, obviously, as I just said, <laughs> yeah, very inaccurate. But um, to get a small overview, to have a starting point, I guess it's nice to, to do that. Just like zodiac signs and palm reading. Exactly. It's a nice little party discussion. You can go up yes, to people exactly. and ask get them about their people. personality type and discuss the different memes with them. And whether or mm. not they relate to them, you know, stuff like that. But really, yeah. really not much more. I think it's very dangerous 
to base your life around the Myers Briggs or personality types of of uh, personality types like that. It's it's very dangerous. Like you know yourself best yeah. at the end of the day, and those questions, as we will see in just a few minutes, uh, can be very stupid. Like really mm. stupid. <laughs> you just sit there thinking. Yeah how how is that supposed to tell anything about me but mm. um in that sense i think it would still make sense to kind of figure out first where the test is failing and then we can identify it with some specific examples later sure. um yeah but with what you just mentioned it's um it's not just uh, true for the Myers Briggs. It's basically true for almost every personality test out there that they are very uh, inaccurate and not holding up for assessing your personality. Um, there are some that are more uh, effective at assessing like teamworking capabilities, though. Actually, there's like also the Big Five, um, which is like trying to assess also your personality among five dimensions. Um, yeah. So so where is where is the the Myers Briggs uh, failing in my opinion or like in the general opinion? Well, uh, first of all, you already mentioned it. It's focusing mainly on the positive aspects and trying to kind of seduce people that way by luring them in with the the positive image um, because we all want to hear positive stuff about ourselves. Now, that's just uh, from the general layout, obviously. Um, could argue that it's okay, but suppose personality tests should also show you um, more about where you can improve. Um, you already know, mentioned the multi-billion dollar industry. Um, then, um, it's a very binary style we have in the Myers-Briggs, like extroversion, introversion, thinking and feeling. Though, as we all know, people are like based on a continuum a continuum in the sense like of a bell curve um, many people will be found like in the middle between the two extremes um, and only some of them will be very some of the people will be very far out and here we have it more in the sense of um, okay you will be placed in one camp or the other well well, you could actually be doing both or enjoying both quite much. If, if it comes to thinking and feeling, you could be uh, a physicist and actually also be good with people and emotions. And no, that's impossible. That. That obviously, obviously that's only hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. And I think it, it's, also, third, uh, it's also very third. situation dependent. Uh, most mm. or many of the questions can cannot really be answered because they really depend on the situation, on the people, on the on, person who's answering them. Exactly on the person, obviously, <laughs> on, the on the mood that day, all of that stuff, which you know is is very hard when you try to assess the whole personality of one person using just four letters. But here we are. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the most important point, in my opinion, is like it's um, completely scientifically inaccurate. There have been several studies done on it, and um, whenever you're trying to um, assess a test like this, you're trying to look on the validity of of the test, like 
how well does a test measure what it actually claims to measure. And here we already have a big problem. Um, it's very difficult to um, objectively assess yourself um, in, in a questionnaire that, that asks you very uh, personal questions. <laughs> I mean, there's no outside psychiatrist uh, trying to object more or less objectively trying to evaluate you. No, it's yourself uh, who might be biased towards some answers, like in the sense of um, are you always prepared or are you caring about other people? Obviously, it's very hard to be honest with yourself there. And even if you try to do it, it's very hard to figure out um, the, the real answer because usually we, um, that's also something that comes from a book that I read, like Thinking Fast and Slow, because usually when asked a difficult question like that, because it's very difficult, you actually would need to assess um, a broad range of different events like, okay, am I always prepared? Yeah, that might be true for um, catching my bus, but if suddenly a nuclear war broke out, then in that case, I would be prepared. Um, in that case, people usually tend to um, only grab the most available example from their memory, and based on that, um, and based on that, uh, try to extrapolate on all the other examples. For me, in that case, I, I suppose it's um, uh, they did. Like people, sorry, people take like a um, replacement question instead of the actual question. For me, that would, be, for example, be, um, am I always prepared for exams? And the other question is, yeah, I'm reasonably well prepared. And with the answer of that, uh, that gets extrapolated to everything else, whereas I'm also not prepared for a nuclear fallout. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can yeah. start preparing now um, that you consider the possibility. But sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I have to be prepared. <laughs> Just by thinking about it. Yeah, and the second point is like the reliability. Are the results accurate over several repetitions? And studies have shown that um, about fifty percent of people receive different results if they retake the test uh, five weeks later. Um. So yeah, so yeah, what we can uh, deduce from this is. Uh, the insights you get are not of any scientific or psychological nature, um, and they were highly changed over time. Um, might only be true at this specific point in time. Um, and with those sixteen uh, generic groups here, it's, it's the information is generic enough to identify, always identify with parts of it, but it doesn't give you like a solid grasp of who you are. Um, of, of uh, what you not are, um, it's more like, as we already established, palm reading or uh, zodiac signs. So with this knowledge <laughs> um, in, in the back of our minds, we, I guess we can uh, slowly get over to actually taking tests. Finally, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, <just kidding. laughs> very nice, very nice summary there. Very nice analysis. Mm. But now let's get Thanks, to man. the Thanks. practical stuff <clears throat> and actually take the test live, unedited, but only on your favorite oh, podcast. Are, why, why, why do you think people are so, so, so attracted to personality tests? I mean, there are like many magazines for um, young people out there or online articles and people love to take those tests. I think part of it may be the craving to understand ourselves. Um, 
but another part of it may be to be able to put ourselves and people around us in categories so that they are mm. more manageable and we can deal with them yeah. more effectively which obviously is quite hard and quite difficult to do and those magazine personality types certainly do not help in that regard um but i think that's yeah that's just a craving of of being a human being understanding what around us being able being able to categorize it to kind of create rules in our mind um after which certain people with certain characteristics act and i think it's also part of it maybe to not have so many unexpected factors in the equations and to know okay this person has that result in the myers-briggs and therefore he or she is going to act this or that way (laughs) you know it's kind of i should drop the friendship with them (laughs) right (laughs) i think it's kind of uh the fear of the unpredictable and trying to categorize it so it is more manageable yeah and I guess also the thrill of finding out secrets about your own personality that you have never known before. Right. Maybe deep down, actually, you like pineapple pizza. And <laughs> due to a childhood trauma, you are trying to bury it deep down. Or whatever. <laughs> right. Which such tests will never reveal to you because, um, yeah, the questions, it's very obvious what they're aiming at. <laughs> Yeah, they they can't reveal any of of that, I suppose. But we're gonna see that right now. Yes. Do you have? By yeah. the way, guys out there, feel free to um, yeah, to also tune in uh, with taking a test with us and uh, do it uh, side by side with us. Maybe you learn something about yourself. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it might be a nice experience. Exactly. All right, you have the page open. Yes, yes. Perfect. Um, it's sixteen personalities dot com. I mean, right. already by the like design and layout, you see how popular it is, right? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, a ton of people use it. At least, I, at least, it looks very high quality to me. Yeah, there are many YouTubers. There's so many Instagram pages who talk about MBTI and make memes and all of that, and they're actually very similar to the zodiac sign memes. Whereas they take your zodiac signs, they take a situation and predict how you're going to act based on your zodiac sign, which obviously is bullshit. Uh, but that's also the way yes. kind of the MBTI meme pages work. They take a situation, they take the different personality types and predict how they're going to react based on <laughs> some test that takes 12 minutes. But sure, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's dive into it, shall we? Man, I already see here like uh, some advertisement here, like unlock your potential, grow into the person you want to be with our, uh, with your optional premium profile. Right. Yeah, yeah it's a business, man. People, mm. people like it. They want it. They pay for it, and other people make a ton of money from it. Yeah. Why not? Mm. All right. <laughs> it's it's like that uh, whole. Uh, and how how is that called? Uh, and this, um wait, I need to translate that because 
I have no idea how it's called in English. Why do I get the the, the Chinese translation now? <laughs> well, I guess it's esotericism. It's like it's a business. For sure. The cards. The yeah. Home reading. The medicine. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> all right. Okay, I, I suggest we only discuss very interesting questions. We yeah, long. most of them. Because otherwise boring. it might be quite long, right? Yeah. Um, I hope you have the same questions, though, because sometimes the questions change. You have said it to English, right? Yeah. You regular, regularly make new friends? Yeah, right, the first question. All right, let's That's start. my first one. You okay. regularly make new friends. Well, yeah. Well, COVID, man. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> but generally, I would say a solid agreed. For me, I'm I'm not so sure because what I define as a friend is actually quite difficult to become. Uh, it's actually quite difficult to become part of my friend circle, I suppose. Sure, but I think you need they're to spend referring. A lot of time with me. Yeah, but I think they're referring more to a very generic definition of a friend. Probably just someone well, you met. Now, and now we already them. see where the test is failing because we both have different definitions of of the same thing. Well, I d I don't know if our definition, our personal definitions, are that different. But I just um, kind of answer them in the way that they are probably referring to i don't think they refer to friends mm. that you've spent five years getting to know they're probably just referring to people you've met once and like and stay in contact with um and in that sense yeah i regularly make new friends sure but they probably not gonna call it that mm. okay then i then i think i'd agree to some some extent okay <laughs> We already struggle. You spend a lot question. of your free time exploring. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just just to see like how, how how yeah inaccurate it would be if I went on along a different path right now. Yeah, with my definition. You spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. Um, Actually, no, not random topics. That's the thing. That strikes me. They're not random. I don't start random. to read. I don't it's start like to read YouTube articles. <laughs> sure, but I don't start to read articles about polar bears just because suddenly somewhat something piqued my interest. Um, I rarely do that. What you want to open a polar bear farm? <laughs> Man, Yasin, that's awesome. Yeah, that's my dream. But yeah, uh, twenty-five degrees say, Romania. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm not going to have a polar bear farm for very long. Let's see. Yeah. Random topics that pique your interest. A lot of my... F no. No. Disagreed. <laughs> yeah. Seeing other people cry can make you feel like you want to cry too. Yeah. Is it, it is just with me. Sometimes I also get that feeling. Yeah. It depends on the person. If there's someone close to me, obviously, then yeah, I'm, I'm more empathetic to that. And I can actually kind of feel similar mm. emotions come up in me. But if it's just some random stranger, then no. So it's a mild disagree. Or actually, mm. seeing other people's character can be easily. 
Yeah. Okay, easily is not true. Um, I guess I go with middle. <laughs> right. You have to be a bit more quick, I suppose. Let's see how many percent we get with this first page done. You often make a backup plan for a backup plan. Yes, no. definitely. <laughs> backup plan for a backup plan. Kind of, yeah. I, okay. I like well, to have I, plan I guess a I have like two or three options, but... Specifically designing a backup plan for a backup plan. No. Well, for me, it's more like, okay, this this plan would be for if everything went fine and everything went yeah. just as I would like it to go, which never happens. So this is plan one. Then plan mm. two is for uh, if some minor changes changes appear, how I'm going to react to that. Then plan four, uh, plan three is kind of, <laughs> I can't even count, man. Plan, <laughs> plan three <laughs> is... For if something major uh, goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, you obviously have also the secret plan three you left out. Exactly. Then plan four is kind of when if everything were to uh, go wrong and all of that. So yeah, generally I have more backup plans just because I like to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I agree. Not a strong agree, but generally yes. Yeah, nice. Nice. You usually Do you usually refer to those background plans then, uh, backup plans then, or does it usually work out? Mm, well, the thing is, usually it never works according to plan A, which is <laughs> the plan that I would use if everything went perfectly. You know that this just doesn't happen, especially if other people are involved. <laughs> some some of them, someone is gonna mess up. So yeah, I usually have to refer back to my backup plans. But usually, the amount of plans you make is sufficient enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never never oh, yeah. stumbled across a situation where I wasn't prepared in some way. Prepared. <laughs> Generic question. Okay, right. you usually say calm, even under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays it's, I don't know, it's easier for me to do that, like, important talks I have to give or stuff, it's, I don't know why, it's just, I even feel weird about thinking that way, but it's just some thing that leaves me untouched, more or less. Right. So surreal that it doesn't get to me in the sense of feeling uh, excited or something. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's kind of similar for me, but I've noticed that the more stress, stress or pressure there is in my life, the calmer I actually have to be. It's not even... It's just mm. my coping mechanism is to be calm. Because of that's course kind you of, have to be calm. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way I can deal with those situations. So yeah. Usually stay calm. Nice. At social events, That's... you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. Yeah, that's true for me. Mm, <laughs> I'm an introvert when it comes to parties, usually. usually. Mm, let me think. Again, depends where I am and with whom and all yeah, of that. Yeah, obviously, yes, but like, but it's a mild... we have to generalize here. Sure, it's a mild agree, I think, yeah. Hmm. All right, next page. We're at ten percent done. Okay, let's speed it up yes. a bit. Wait, how much time do we have left? Okay, yeah, let's make it quick. 
You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another. Yeah, completely agree. Is that the best way to go about it? Probably not. <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, obviously, again, depends, depends on, on the, the project, project, depends on multiple factors. Generally, yeah, generally I p prefer it, but it's a mild agree. Mm. Yeah. You're very sentimental. It's just uh, easier for me to get stuff done, but that also leads to uh, inefficiencies. Sure. You're very sentimental. Sentimental. Are you, Elias? In which sense, man? In which sense? What do they mean? Well, yeah, it's hard to... Thinking about the past and... Yeah, probably stuff like that. Or watching a sad nah. movie and being upset for the next day or whatever. Stuff like that. Nah. Nah, nah. Disagree. Disagree. You like to use organizing tools like schedules and lists. <laughs> Notion is bad. Absolutely. <laughs> Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. Yeah, man, I quickly doubt myself when it comes to that. It's not a complete agree, though. Yeah, it depends. Again, it depends whether I care enough about mm. whatever I'm working on so that a small mistake can actually cause me to doubt myself. Generally, I would say not really, but hmm, that's that's actually a difficult one. Because if I really care about a project, for example, and I mess up just a little detail, then yeah, I'm going to be very upset and I'm going to start to doubt myself. But otherwise, yeah. hmm. let's give it a mild The funny disagree. thing is nobody will remember, man. Exactly. And yeah. you fuck yourself up psychologically. Man. That's an interesting one. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. <laughs> I've done that. Actually, I feel like I'm generally way more open in Romania than I am in Germany. Just because also the culture is just different. The people are different. Um, so, yeah, I feel actually pretty comfortable overall. I, I give it a mild agree because it depends on the location and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I... Whenever I did that, my experiences were like very positive usually. That might also be a bias because I only remember the positive experiences, you know. But <laughs> sure. especially like the train conversations and stuff. Those are the things that stick and that are awesome. Um, I think I need to do that more often, man. <laughs> For sure. It's actually very interesting, usually. All right, you are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and ana analyses of creative works. Yeah, I no, I don't really care about that all too much. Yeah, I mean it's it's actually interesting in the sense of seeing how art critics um, and stuff assess pieces of art or creative works um, to see what aspects you actually have been neglecting all the time <laughs> when when looking at an image and stuff but i'm not particularly interested to an extent where i would do it in my free time yeah exactly and honestly it gets very tiring very quickly hmm. i mean sure create yeah. stuff and you can can kind of discuss the different interpretations that's why i actually very much enjoyed german class 
the last two years of high school because there was a lot of discussing yep. and interpreting and all of that. But at some point, mm. I'm like, okay, enough analysis. Let's just enough. move on. <laughs> yeah. You seem to mo know more about the author's life than he did himself exactly. by your analysis. Exactly. That's the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. You are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. Definitely. Yeah, from what I believe to think, it's a complete agree. Yes. Yep. Usually prefer just you doing what you feel like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. You know Again, what would be funny, though? What? If we switched up now and tried to assess that for each other. <laughs> oh, man. That... I mean, we could, we could try that. We, we could do that for some Here's questions. Let's, yeah. let's... Okay, let's do this one for each other. So, do, do I think you prefer... You prefer doing what you feel like at any given moment? Or do I think you prefer planning your daily routine? Okay, so my initial answer would actually be that you probably prefer planning, but from discussions we've had also on the podcast, I, th I think mm -hmm. you have a quite healthy balance between the two, between kind of going with the flow, but also being organized about it. So <laughs> I would say it's a mild disagree just because I think you still prefer planning over improvisation yeah that's that's perfectly right man you, nice. you nailed it nice <laughs> um for you i'd say you're also more of a planning planning guy um obviously when it um comes to your family and stuff you um yeah just just go with the flow from time to time um therefore also uh might disagree my disagree would say Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a bad friend. Oh, no, man. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just thinking. The thing is, I... I would actually mildly agree because mm -hmm. <laughs> the thing is, I... If I were to choose... I've noticed that I'm actually quite good at improvising when it comes to daily routines and stuff and that mm -hmm. i need some improvisation in my day-to-day -day life or else i'm i'm gonna go crazy so that's what why i'm giving it a mild agree because i feel like that's somewhat more important to me than planning because the planning part i do automatically in my head and even what f looks like improvisation usually is hmm then it's actually a might as dude i'm not very self-aware i realize yeah that's the positive aspect of the whole um the whole um how's it called uh, personality test yeah becoming I'm, a bit more yeah. self-aware i'm still giving it a mild agree let's move on <laughs> we yeah well, what do you think about speeding it a bit up and cutting out the last section of it right now? Or, or do you see something interesting? Mm, yeah, let's just... We, we can speed it up. 
Let's just okay. We cut it out then. <laughs> sure. All right. So here's an interesting one. You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. What do you think? Yeah, man. That's that's a good one. Um, that obviously that obviously depends on on the situation. If you know there are many people out there who who sacrifice themselves for others constantly and are in a miserable position because they pass on those opportunities. Um, from my experience, there I, I don't I can't come up with any of those situations in my personal life at the moment, but I'd generally say. Um, if it doesn't have a significant impact in the other person's life, to turn it to the better and stuff, I'd actually take the selfish, the selfish route there. <laughs> right. Right. I think it's it's similar to me. The thing is, hmm, it's hard. Again, it very much depends on the situation. What kind of opportunity are we talking about? Are we talking about a job? Are we just talking about getting? in line before me or whatever you know stuff like that but generally... uh, like those little things i uh, i typically pass them on exactly exactly same but let's say a things. major opportunity that has the potential to change my life for the better or Man, the other like person's life i think i wouldn't pass it on if it's not some homeless dude <laughs> exactly yeah i think it's similar to me so i think i'm actually going to give it a disagree i would probably not pass it along hmm. all right struggle with deadlines not with notion <laughs> right not no not really disagree you feel confident feel confident that things, will, that work things will work out for you yeah generally yes i mean i have my phases where i'm doubting myself but generally i'm pretty optimistic man like that's this question is like very, very biased, I think, because in the retrospect, uh, in retrospective, um, things usually we can usually uh, assign also uh, good, good meanings to bad things that happen to us because we wouldn't be here without that bad event happening in our lives, right? Um, so I suppose it's yeah very much about how optimistic you are always <laughs> and what your personal experiences are. Yeah. But I guess that's what the question tries to assign, right? Sure. So what's your answer? Yeah, I still say I'm I'm confident <laughs> because <laughs> things usually worked out, and I wouldn't be here without all right. the things happening. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, the moment of truth. The results. I have the a feeling results. that it's going to be very weird. Yeah. What are you? I'm an executive, an ESTJ Ooh. slash A, not, not slash, like this little, you know. An ESTJ. ESTJ A. Yeah. E Lol, I'm also a man. Same? But I'm a logistician. With your. I'm the mind. What what are you exactly? I'm an old person. Are you an hmm? ESTJ or an ISTJ? 
I'm confused. ISTJ. Ah, ISTJ, right, okay. You were an ESTJ? ESTJ, yeah. Uh, Basically your extroverted version, <laughs> which is which is yes. interesting. Um Yeah, I don't know. I've had that type in the past and it doesn't really ring true for me, but sure. <laughs> As we established, this is just for fun, guys. This is not to be taken too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> let's I see. mean I I guess I'd agree with being a bit more on the introverted side. But on the other hand, I'm also doing a podcast here. and <laughs> I guess it's because of those stupid party questions. Why it turned out that way. Because at parties, I... Yeah. Right. Let's see. I am introverted. Warp. Energy. This trade shows where we direct our mental energy. Intuition or observation. Pretty balanced. Let's see who we have here. Frank Sinatra, right. John D. Rockefeller. <laughs> James Monroe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Rob Stark. Oh man, I'm I'm our Chancellor. I'm I'm the Angela. <laughs> the Angela. Perfect. I'm George Washington man. And George Bush. And I'm Edward Stark and Hermione. You're Hermione. Right. It's well, Eddard Stark is cool. Hermione is not so cool, I suppose. <laughs> I'm Jason Bourne, man. You're Jason Bourne. That's perfect. <laughs> Life yeah, look, goals I mean, accomplished. How, how, can you, how can you assign the personality types of movie characters? Man? Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyways... Oh, and I'm also no, I'm I'm not Sherlock Holmes. I'm Inspector. Well, well. Yeah, it's uh, the results are. Which actually... which Lord of the Ring character fits you best? Do you have one? What Lord of the Ring character is that? Or ah, that's a separate yeah. test, is it? No, 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 no. Well, I have one. I'm the the crazy dude uh, who who gets corrupted by the goal. Uh, by by no by the jewel or whatever it was like the, right. the dwarf, right? <laughs> well, let's <Yes>. talk. <laughs> let's let's talk uh, about the results for a second. So, what I find yeah. interesting, as I said, I, I've done this test multiple times. Um, that's the second time I actually got ESTJ, and again, mm -hmm. because we've done it together, it's very likely that we've kind of influenced each other's answers yes. and all of that you know however it's very interesting to me that i mean ideally you should answer them honestly and alone yeah but i yeah. but nevertheless for my part i didn't very very much lie at any point <laughs> sure but nevertheless it's very interesting to see that this time i am like 80 percent observant versus 20 percent intuitive which is quite a drastic ratio, similar to um, assertive versus turbulent, whatever that means. Um, and, okay, judging and prospecting. I feel like this time the ratios are a bit more extreme than usually for me. Even with extroversion and introversion, it's 64 to 36. I don't know when. Man, let's, let's go to strengths and weaknesses. 
strengthen. And let's see weaknesses. whether the other person would think that that's true about us. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll start. Okay. So, strengths. Yeah. I'm dedicated. I'm strong-willed. Direct and honest. Loyal, patient, reliable. I enjoy creating order. Wait, wait, wait. I can't assess all and, of them. Man. Wait, I'm sure. I'm just reading out. And I'm an excellent organizer, apparently. So, let's start with me being dedicated. Do you think that's true? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Once you find something, like the programming thing, you're, you're very dedicated to it, yes. Okay, interesting. I mean, mini habits and stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, strong-willed. Well, that's basically the same thing. The um, same thing, yes, I think so. Direct and honest. I don't know. I think that one actually... Direct and honest. It's difficult to assess because I don't... It's difficult to find out when someone's lying to you. <laughs> sure. But I think... Um, I don't know if, if it's I mean, you used true. to be. You very much used to be, as, as we already discussed in yeah, previous episodes. Yeah, I've been episodes, an extreme example. Making people cry of, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've been an extreme <laughs> example of direct honesty. Uh, I think mm. as of lately, I feel like I have the tendency to try to be too nice in that... I yeah. try to make the people you feel comfortable and all of that, which leads then to me being uh, very weird or I'm feeling very out of control because that's not how I usually am. Uh, so I try to be maybe less nice, but a little more, more aligned with my personality. So if I'm direct and honest, yeah, especially with people I'm close to. The closer, chances are the closer you are to me, the more direct and honest I am because I know you can handle it. Whereas with people yeah. I've only met a few times um, and I feel like they're too sensitive uh, for my taste, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to try to be diplomatic and nice and maybe not too direct mm. and honest. How, how are you interacting with me? With you? Yeah. I think it's kind of the middle ground because sometimes... Medicine, yeah but i think <laughs> sometimes with you i generally have a kind of something holding me back from being uh very direct or as direct and honest as i would like Ooh. to be uh yeah I would, I would cry man <laughs> so, no, no, no not because i think you're sensitive but just because mm. uh in certain situations i feel like it's the better route to be more diplomatic or maybe to just shut up and see what happens before I address <laughs> something. Um, uh, so yeah, I think yeah, I think I struggled there a bit. How how about you? How do you think are you dealing with direct honesty in our friendship? <laughs> in our friendship, oh, <laughs> obviously honesty is the most important part of our friendship. No. Okay. Quit the lies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you little sucker. <laughs> no, um, I'm. You know, uh, you can be honest and try to pack up things more or less nicely, and that's what I'm always trying to do. Because if you give somebody feedback for uh, about their work and stuff, like in our work relationship uh, here in the podcast and stuff. It's it's a difference. Uh, it makes a huge difference on how how you package it. Not in a sense that I want to manipulate you or anything. Um, 
just because nice feedback is usually more appreciated than oh man that looks shitty. Right. <laughs> um, I friendship in general, man. I I think I'm. And I, there are no specific examples that come to mind where I would would not be honest. And, mm. and I I mean the directness that depends on on the subject because I know uh, that that's just a generic example right now. Okay, <laughs> not that I have something specific in mind because I know you care very much about your family and if I had something to criticize about them, then obviously the that would need to be packaged up a bit uh, more nicely than criticism about. Uh, yeah, what don't you? Criticism about um, I don't know the latest uh, royal family gossip. Sure, <laughs> right. Yeah, I so think it's it's hard to answer. Normal because... interaction with no with uh, honesty. Sure, that's a diplomatic answer, right? Exactly. Yeah, I man. I think it's kind of hard to answer because as you as we mature and grow older mm. and read more books and all of that work on our communication skills, you realize that direct honesty or very direct feedback in many situations is not the best route to take. And therefore you kind of yep. retrain your brain to uh, be more diplomatic, to package it up more, as you said. So therefore, yeah, I mean, as I said, with people very close to me, um, <laughs> the way we communicate can can feel very scary to some people. I think that's the word. Scary in the way that it's it's very direct and very honest. Mm. So when I come out of this very close circle to uh, a a circle that's a little more on the outside, it's very hard to me to uh, to adapt sometimes because <laughs> um, yeah. I'm still. Half of my mind is is still in that environment where I can be very honest and very direct. And I think it's also again a kind of cultural thing, um, also in Romania that people are just generally very direct, or at least mm. in my circle. And honestly, I think I also I also prefer it that way. Yeah, me too, definitely. Not talking around, uh, talking around the issue, and just bring it up on the table. It's... Yeah, it's it's much more efficient. Much more efficient. More efficient, and, and if you have that established as a common ground that you will do that, then that's fine. So exactly. yeah, also please do that with me in the future. <laughs> Sherman, we'll keep that in mind. Roast me, roast me. <laughs> all right. Nice. Well, we don't have to go through all of them, but let's just pick yeah. one or two weaknesses, and then you can go with your strengths and weaknesses. Um, yeah. Okay. What Read all of them, and then. Okay, we have inflexible and stubborn, uncomfortable with unconventional situations, judgmental, too focused on social status, difficult to relax, <laughs> difficult, difficulty expressing emotion. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, the emotion part, um, I'd say it depends with whom you're talking, but I, I agree. Um, then there was... Uh, Wait, what was there again? <laughs> Man, my my uh, my short-term memory. Okay, there we was, had what was difficult, there again? difficulty to relax, to focus on social status, judgmental. Social status, not at all. 
or not that much. You think so? That's interesting. No, I don't. I don't think that you focus on social status that much, at least from my experience. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think I actually, I actually. I mean, yeah, it's important to everyone, but. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Now I found out something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The internet it's... will use it against you. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> well, other than that, I think even with the difficulty to express emotions, yeah, as you said, depends on who I'm talking to. Uh, but yeah, not really. Not really. But if I think expressing my emotions in one particular situation is not the best decision then i'm not gonna do it not because i don't not because i don't have the ability to express it or not because i don't want to just because i feel like it's not the best decision to take and therefore i'm just gonna hold back a little longer mm. and again see what happens and react accordingly all right yeah now let's right. let's let's go over yours <laughs> <laughs> okay honest and direct Strong-willed and dutiful, very responsible, calm and practical, create and enforce order, check of all trades. Oh, that's I mean, an interest. The last one is interesting. Check of all trades. We we made an episode about it, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think what what was it called? Gen generalization versus specialization versus specialization. Yes, something like that. Well, that's interesting. I wouldn't consider you a jack of all trades necessarily, but I do feel like in the past year or so you've made efforts to be a bit more become one. <laughs> not not necessarily to become one, but to be more diversified in your interests and hobbies. Yes. So to some extent that may be true. Yes, yes, I, I agree. That's that's funny <laughs> that it came up because um yeah, I actually try to do that as just as you explained it. Do more stuff, um, diversify my interests, learn about more than just physics. And I suppose I could interpret now everything into this test. Man, it knows so much about me, my past yes. life. and But it might also be just a coincidence. But exactly. in that sense, I can agree more or less. That's interesting, yeah. And in between. Okay. I mean, yeah, other anything that, else that? Other than that, they were pretty similar yeah. to mine, just because we have. Mm. The only difference is one letter, apparently, between us, which is absolutely <laughs> not true. Like, I feel like uh, our differences, when it comes to personality, are way bigger than this. These yeah. results suggest. I feel like we, in, in some cases, we have very different approaches and very different perspectives, not only on life, but you know, mm. on working, on proactivity, maybe even. So, yeah, this test, again, it's just it's just for fun, <laughs> but nevertheless, it's a... Yes, 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 yes. Nice. Okay. Weaknesses. Um, stubborn, insensitive, always by the book, judgmental. Often unreasonably blame themselves. Hmm. What was the one with the book? I didn't get that. Um, always by the book. Logisticians believe that things work best with clearly defined rules, but this makes them reluctant to bend those rules or try new things, even when the downside is minimal. Mm. 
truly unstructured environments leave logisticians all but paralyzed. Interesting. Um, I feel like to some extent that could be true about you. Um, I feel like sometimes, uh, as you said, you like, for example, when it comes to movies and books and stuff, you like there to be a clear end. Um, you like there to be a clear set of rules. Man, why do you think am I am I studying physics? <laughs> because of the money, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, um, exactly right. No, no. It's something that's very clear structured. <laughs> right. And I think I, I agree to a large part with it. Also in philosophy, the thing that annoys me most is that there's no no clear answer on anything. Exactly. I think it's similar in psychology. Most things don't really have an answer. The answer usually is, it depends, or we don't know. Um, which I also don't necessarily enjoy all that much. But I think it's a much bigger annoyance to you compared to me. I think you really value having clear rules yes, and exactly. operating within those rules. And it obviously has made you very efficient and successful. Uh, whereas I think me personally, I'm <laughs> yes, more someone who likes... <laughs> no, man, but I think me personally, I'm more someone who likes to first learn the rules and obey by them, but then bend them as much mm. as I can without really people maybe realize w without putting a limelight on it i should be, <laughs> or, a I should be a or a criminal both are valid career options <laughs> um sure yeah no yeah yeah that approaches might be might be even better um i think i also have taken that approach quite yeah, to, to some extent. First learn how it's usually done and then try to improve the process. Right. But maybe I should question the process a bit more. Thanks for bringing that up. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess uh, um, what we can also talk about, like there are many, many other categories here, like romantic relationships and friendships and parenthood and career paths. You think we should discuss workplace habits or, or friendships a bit more? Or do you want to end it by now? Well, I think we're already quite far into the episode, for one. Yeah. And I don't think it makes much sense to do a, to make a series out of it. Just because, yeah, no, as we yeah. said, this is, <laughs> this is just for fun. This is just a little yeah. um, fun personality test that both of us don't really take all too serious and you shouldn't either whatever your results are um so yeah let's let's just wrap it up mm. um let's see what 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 could we what is worthy of a summary for our audience <laughs> <laughs> yeah um summary man okay now uh, you already mentioned it i suppose um Personality tests usually don't tell yourself much about your personality. Um, they're more like uh, trying to come up with general answers that everyone can agree to some extent um, to. They're very useful for serving as like the initial uh, nudge to 
make you think about yourself, self-reflection, introspection to, to cause them. Um, but scientifically, they are usually, um, yeah, something you should avoid, mere bullshit, to say so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's a nice thing to bring up on parties, but yeah. never ever base uh, your perception of yourself uh, on a personality test. And also, don't do that with, with others out there. Exactly. If you, yeah. by a chance, know their results or... Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. And actually, if you notice, and if some of the people listening have done the test along us or have already done it, when you get your results on the left-hand side of the screen are like the different categories, as Leah said, or strengths and weaknesses and romantic relationships and all of that, even career paths and workplace habits. And the structure is very similar to those strange zodiac sign pages where they're trying to tell you how you behave uh, in romantic relationships and how your friendships look like and what your dreams are or whatever so yeah take it with a very big grain of salt <laughs> take it with a cup of salt and just yeah it's just for fun remember that and don't base your life around it or else you're going to be pretty miserable because this is just yeah it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah base base your life on your own principles that you came up with and not some sort of <laughs> personality test right okay man yeah nice that will probably be the last uh, recording for a few weeks <laughs> that's true Two and a half weeks at least. Three weeks actually. But but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Break yeah. also doesn't hurt. It was great fun. And I hope you guys listening out there have also enjoyed it. Maybe even took the test along with us. Feel free to, I don't know, share your results. Um <laughs> discuss yeah. discuss or maybe prove us wrong. Maybe the Myers Briggs is perfectly scientific, which it is not, but you know, maybe you have a different perspective. No, on no, that. I found scientific studies. Yeah, I know, I know. Maybe yeah, I know. That, man. if there's anything you would like to further but, discuss yeah, or any feedback you have for us, feel free to leave it in the comments on yes. I don't know, on all the social media channels on Spotify, leave a like, a review, share it with your friends and neighbors and all of that. And I hope we see you next episode. Bye bye. Bye bye.